one of those things is uh, potentially to increase your term of your mortgage. So um, what used to be very common historically was a 25-year mortgage. Um, in more recent times, it's been much, much, much more common for people to take out 30-year mortgages. Um, and now it's again even becoming common that people take out 35-year mortgages and even 40-year mortgages. Hello and welcome to Woke Finance, the podcast discussing all things finance and all things finance related. It's your boy Peter and I'm with my co-host, my bro Jax. How are you today? Yo, I'm good, man. 2023, uh, a new year. I'm Come looking on. forward to all the things it has in store for us. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty excited. I know that's a weird term to use after the year we had in 2022. <laughs> but I think, you know, we always have to look forward and look for opportunities uh, in every environment. That's it, man. That's it, man. And one of those opportunities for a lot of people this year and possibly in the next couple of years is getting on either getting on the property ladder or coming to the point where they need to or where we need to remortgage because our fixed terms have come to an end. So today we're going to be touching a bit more on that, more in particularly how we can pay less on our mortgage. But before we do that, just going to give a massive shout out to our listeners all over the world. Keep doing what you're doing, supporting us, subscribing, commenting, liking, sharing um, our episodes and giving us feedback, man. We definitely love to hear the impact that um, we're having here on the Woke Finance Podcast. But Jax, man, um, in regards to this topic, how does that sound, man? Yeah, I think it's a very, very important topic. Um so um, millions of people here in the UK will be remortgaging um, in 2023. Um, and one of those millions of people is myself. Hmm. So uh, my mortgage comes to an end uh, at the end of November. So yeah, it is an interesting topic, um, a very uh, important topic for all of us to be discussing because it affects so many people. And I think the common thing is people want to know how to reduce their costs um, how to reduce that kind of monthly mortgage amount because you know we're, we're still in a cost of living crisis and for some people um, you know as interest rates have gone up um, as they remortgage the chances are they're going to be pay, they're going to be paying significantly more than what they were paying before and that can put a lot of stress and strain on people's personal finances and I think what's important for people to understand is that it's not a uh, be a no, it's not an end. Um, there are ways to reduce the actual amount that you are obliged to pay back the bank on a monthly basis, even if it's temporarily. No, absolutely, man. And for our listeners, um, if you want to hear a bit more about how interest rates have are affecting um the amount that people start to pay on their mortgages when it comes to remortgaging or uh, getting onto the property ladder for the first time definitely check our episode 102 which is called interest rates are rising should i save or invest my money very key episode to understand a bit more where we chop it up um and go into this a bit more but now Jax, i mean 98 99 100 of our listeners will at some point either be getting onto the property ladder or want to get onto the property ladder yeah. Or will be renewing um or uh, sorry remortgaging um their current terms um in the coming years and so this is a very important topic like you know Jax it's serious man when when we did that episode one hundred and two you know we gave an example where you know at the moment it's looking like if someone was I don't know paying 
£700 um, uh, per month on, I don't know, a 30-year um, mortgage term when it comes to renewing their um, mortgage, if, if it's taking place in the next 12 months even, that £700 could easily go up to about £1,000 a month. And that's a significant increase. So it's so important that we are proactive. We know it's coming, right, Jax? We know our, yeah. we're going to pay more yeah. um, than per usual. So, I mean, Jax... What can we do, man? What are some of the things that we can do to kind of try and pay less, maybe? Yeah. Uh, you know, for, for our worldwide listeners, I guess, you know, we have quite a few UK listeners, but we've got quite a few US listeners as well. And I think they may be listening to this thinking, oh, you guys have to be mortgaged quite often because in America, uh, what's common is uh, they, they have a, um, a fixed mortgage for like 30 years and that's it. Whereas us, you know, we go for a two-year, five-year uh, fix and then we kind of remortgage every so often. That's kind of how it works here in the UK. So just to uh, make that clear. What's so uh, what Jack you... say, actually, say to interrupt, because you yeah. know over here in the UK, I mean, there are opportunities to fix for like 10 years and yes. etc. Yes. But on average, most people tend to do anything between two and five years. What is your actual, your, your view on that, actually? I mean, for, you just said in America, they tend to fix for a couple of decades. Yeah, I mean, um, my view is, I mean, I think the fixing for, let's say, shorter term or, or let's say the two to five years has its pros and cons relative to the, to the 30 years also has its pros and cons. Remember, when you fix, one of the key benefits of fixing is you know exactly how much is going to come out of your bank account. So it allows you to budget much better. Um, and so you are not, you know, subject to uh, fluctuations in interest rates. And, and I think that's, you know, the main benefit of fixing, whereas here in the UK, yes, we, we fix for, for shorter periods, but we may benefit from drops in interest rates and that kind of stuff. So that's what it really comes down to. Um, so yeah, there's pros and cons of both. It really depends on, you know, how you look at things. But as you said, here in the UK, there are opportunities to fix for longer periods, 10 years, etc. Um, if that's what you want to do. Um, again, what's important to remember is, um, some of the cons of, of 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 fixing and then and then having to remortgage, for example, is once you fix it, becomes a bit difficult to move without having to pay extra fees, mm. um, and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I, I I somewhat prefer the fact that we have more optionality probably here in the UK, and I'm sure in the US there's more options as well. It really comes down to what's more popular, I guess. Hmm. No, I love that. Now, thank you for that, man. So yeah, you were saying, um, what are some of the ways? And um, we can probably try and explore to in terms, well, to try and pay less on our mortgages. Yeah, I think, I think you know, for everyone, whether you're about to get on a property ladder or whether you're remortgaging, I think one of the key things that we should all be considering or we should all do is actually use a mortgage broker and a mortgage advisor. Mm. Because the great thing about mortgage brokers and advisors is the fact that, yes, advisors have the ability to understand your personal circumstances in much more detail and then they have access uh, through their broken pro uh, services. They have access to a wider market. Um, and so they can actually find products that best fit your personal circumstances. So that's that's really important. And so if you want to pay less, and that's something that's obviously very important to you, that's where the mortgage broker comes in. Um, they can actually advise you as to whether it makes sense for your personal circumstances. And again, find you the best product. I think that's the number one thing people can do. And, and, and Jax, when you say use a mortgage uh, broker or advisor, um, that's opposed to what? 
Well, that's opposed to uh, either trying to do it yourself because you can you can do things yourself. You can actually mm -hmm. find uh, products yourself. It's not that hard. You can use comparison websites and that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, people can do that, and I know people that have done that. Uh, but I guess you know the, the again the benefit of a mortgage broker is the fact that there's a wider market, there's more options available. And I guess why some people may decide not to use a mortgage broker is because they believe that all mortgage brokers cost, and generally they do. Uh, they cost about let's say five hundred pounds in, in, in sterling. Um, but not all mortgage brokers are actually paid by yourself. A lot of the mortgage brokers are actually paid by the banks um, that they do businesses with. So there are a lot of free services out there as well. And on the topic of banks as well, I guess um, one of the things that I think people used to do more back in the days and less so now is actually, especially for the first time, going straight to their to their bank that they bank with. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, when you think about it, it kind of makes sense, right? Hey, I've been banking with Barclays all my life. If I want a mortgage broker, I might as well go to my trusted bank. Mm. I guess, you know, the, the main issue there is you are limiting your options because uh, a mortgage, even though you go to a mortgage broker or a mortgage advisor that works specifically um, at a bank, a specific bank, they will only provide or show you options of products from that specific bank. So when I say go to a mortgage broker, mortgage advisor, what I really mean is you want to go to one that's independent. Mm. Love it, love it, love it. So we've got that. So, you know, we found a mortgage broker and hopefully they give us the best rates that is suitable for our own circumstance. And that's one of the things that I benefited from having a mortgage broker. That mortgage broker was to able to look into my own personal circumstances Um and understand what might be best for me as opposed to I don't know a comparison website which is just generalized for what's on the market for everyone essentially well that's exactly it that's exactly why mortgage brokers that's where they earn their money mm, absolutely absolutely now thank you for that Jack so someone's done that brilliant they've given the mortgage brokers given us a range of different um deals out there what else can we can we do yeah, so uh, that will be a starting point and that will be of obviously the best thing to do and they will guide you. But once you speak to a mortgage broker, I'll give you some of the things that they are likely to uh, show you as, as an option um, in order to pay less per month. One of those things is uh, potentially to increase your term of your mortgage. So um, what used to be very common historically was a 25-year mortgage. Um, in more recent times, it's been much, much, much more common for people to take out 30-year mortgages um, and now it's again even becoming common that people take out 35-year mortgages and even 40-year mortgages. The key thing is the longer your term, the less you are going to pay per month. Um, and, and of course, yes, you know, if you if you're squeezed to pay in less, you have to pay more. So if you're paying in a less uh term, you're gonna pay more. If you're gonna pay over a wider period of time, you're gonna pay less per month. Mm. What's key to remember though. Um, is, you know, that is the main benefit, but the, the cost is um, as you pay, you know, less per month, but you pay more over the long term. That's what I want to explain there. You pay more over the long term mm. because as you're spreading your payments across a longer period, you're paying more of the interest charge also over a longer period. So what happens is over that longer term, you would have ended up paying more back to the bank, if that makes sense, albeit even though you paid less per month. And, and and I guess, you know, when you look at the standard terms, as like you said, 25 years and then now some 30 and even 35 and even beyond that, 
Um, I guess one of the reasons, again, beyond that is obviously you can reduce your payments um, and take into consideration that people are living longer and healthier now as well, I guess. Well, absolutely, PL. You're absolutely right about that. So, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that as long as you understand that, yes, maybe over the long term, yes, you will be paying back more back to the bank um, in terms of your overall amount, but it means it will spread across over a longer period. Um, and it gives you more flexibility. And I, I think that's a key word here. Um, and one, one interesting thing I want to add to that as well, which is a golden nugget, is remember, you know, we are able to change mortgages often here in the UK. That's mm. what we do. And so if your circumstances change um, after the period that you had, let's say, fixed for, for that period, then you can actually go for a different mortgage and then shorten the term. Mm. So that there's that option available. And another great option, I think, is probably the best one, is by by increasing the term of the mortgage, which reduces your obligation of how much you need to pay per month. If you are able to also get a mortgage that allows you to make overpayments, mm. then within that term um, of the mortgage that you've just accepted, whether if it's two years or five years or whatever, you can still overpay that mortgage and still pay back less in terms of the overall amount that you're paying back by making those overpayments and i think that's great because what happens there is by taking a longer term mortgage your obligation the keyword there the obligation to pay back per month is, is less but you can still make overpayments and, and you know even pay back how much you would have paid anyway no i love that man it seems like there's quite a bit of flexibility there and i think what's key as you said like if someone is on a 25 year um, mortgage term and then because they want to reduce the payments they can reduce the payments temporarily I mean given the circumstances that we're in um, by increasing the length of the term to like 30 years but as you said um, somewhere down the line if their circumstances change or we're in a better thriving economy their income increases all of that good stuff they can significantly reduce that in, in due time as well exactly that's exactly what i meant yeah, yeah i love yeah. that i love that yeah no that and and that just sounds yeah like a a, a a great temporary and again everything is you know we've got to plan effectively and really understand what we're going to do you understand the consequences of things i mean as you said um it will involve um people paying more over the longer term but we're talking right now how to reduce your monthly mortgage payments so no that is brilliant jacks Exactly. And I think that's what's really important. You mentioned something about flexibility and understanding costs. Every financial decision you make uh, will have an opportunity cost. And I say, whenever you're speaking to a financial advisor or mortgage broker or advisor, uh, the key thing is to find one with a heart of an educator. Um, every product that they present to you, they should present to you the pros and the cons of, of that kind of product so that you can understand and make an informed decision. No, that's brilliant, man. And um, Jack's on that, um, as you know, um, and hopefully our, most of our listeners are aware, but there are some lovely tools online as well that you can actually look at to really understand what would happen if I increase my term by five years, etc. And it's really good to help you with, you know, planning around that as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's a tool that I've actually used in the past. Um and actually, uh, I wanted to add something there as well, because uh, I mentioned overpayments, which is a common um, kind of option for people that have fixed rate mortgages. Um, one thing as well is if you come to a situation where you are struggling and you've made, uh, let's say you've made uh, overpayments in the past, 
it could be that you will be able to make um, or have payment holidays. What I mean is, is you can have a period where you don't actually pay back to bank your mortgage. Mm. And the only way that, or, or often the only way that happens is if you've got a history of making overpayments. So it's almost like you've built up credit. Mm. So if you ever get to a situation where, you know, you feel like you're, you're struggling a bit, um, it's, it's a bit different from your question, Pia, in terms of actually paying less, but I guess it's an option that some people can consider um, or think about if things, you know, if push comes to shove, um, you can actually take payment holidays as well, as long as you've been making overpayments in the past. And that's why um, I'm also a, a huge fan of, of individuals making overpayments on their mortgages if they can. Yeah, no, well, that does, I guess that helps with the question um, for one's future self. I mean, if you're in a position right now, as you said, to be making overpayments, there may be a time in five years where you're not in a position you need to reduce your payments. And because you've made your overpayments over the next five years from now or so, you are in a position where you can now take payment holidays as well. So yeah, that that, that actually does answer the question. Maybe not in the <laughs> right order, but when you look at it, absolutely it does. Yes, 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 yes. Wow, no, brilliant, man, brilliant. Um, and yeah, just really good to understand, you know, some of the benefits of making um overpayments as well. Um, what else, Jax? Yeah, so you will come across many different products when you speak to a mortgage broker and advisor. Um, you know, different strategies and ways to reduce uh your actually monthly outgoing. Uh, one of the ones that I uh I know is quite popular um is one called an offset mortgage. Mm. Um and an offset mortgage is essentially where the best way to explain it is, of course, when you take out a mortgage, is a form of debt. So let's pick out, uh, you know, a, a random number. Let's call it three hundred thousand pounds. Let's say three hundred thousand pounds is the mortgage debt that you have. Um, of course, when you're making your repayments, your the repayments will be calculated based on the term and the interest rate based on how much you owe, three hundred thousand pounds. Mm. Now, an offset mortgage essentially, hey, if you have a huge savings pile. Um, and often it, this will have to be with uh, the, the same bank or the same uh, lender um, for which you have the mortgage. You can actually offset your savings um, amount with the actual mortgage debt. So, example, if you've got, let's say, £50,000 in savings, uh, you've done well to save up £50,000, you don't really know what to do with it, you don't want to take any risks. Let's say you can actually... Uh, offset that £50,000 savings. Um, and this doesn't mean you actually you don't use the money to pay off the mortgage, by the way. It's just a savings. You keep it in a savings account. And because it's a savings account and it's with the same lender, rather than them charging you the interest on the £300,000, they will charge you on the £250,000. Mm. Okay, so your actual payments become much, much, mm. much less. The point to this is the savings that you have will obviously not earn an interest because that's essentially that's what you're gaining by not paying on on a mortgage. Hmm. Wow, no, I love I love that. It's um quite technical, but you made that quite you just yeah simplified that very well. And I'm assuming for that fifty thousand pounds in savings, you obviously cannot touch it, right? So believe it or not, I think you can. Oh, okay, you yeah, can. Yeah. I, I think you can actually. Um, it actually is actually quite flexible um now don't quote me i'm not exactly sure how often uh things get reviewed but from what i know um it can be quite flexible so it's that's what that's what makes it a great tool i think because you still have access to it otherwise if it wasn't so flexible 
what's stopping someone from just picking up that fifty thousand pounds and using that to pay off a big chunk of the mortgage? Very true. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and on that, Jax, um, you, your example was around £50,000. Do you know if there's almost a threshold for how much, like a minimum amount that you can offset in terms of your, your savings? That's a great question. I don't actually do. Uh, yeah. I actually know the answer to that, but um, I would guess the savings will have to be um, at least a decent amount. A decent amount, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. probably in the tens of thousands. Yeah, and, and one that's going to significantly mean that your monthly payments are going to reduce by a certain amount as well. But no, that is yeah, absolutely yeah. amazing. And ju- just a random question: you 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 said uh, you can you can off consider an offset mortgage, and you gave savings as an example. Are there other products that you can use as well? Um, in, in what sense? As in, um, so you, you uh, that fifty thousand pounds will be in a savings account, right? But are yeah. there other assets also that you can almost offset against your mortgage, if that makes sense, rather than the £50,000 cash? Is there other um, assets that you can use? And if it's not, it's fine, but I'm just, my mind yeah. is... Yeah, so, so, I mean, this this is obviously a question for um, our broker and, of course, uh, our listeners, brokers and advisors. Mm. But from my knowledge, I believe you can offset it against investment accounts as well. Mm. So um, ISIS, I believe, uh, can be used as uh, a tool to offset against, against that mortgage as well. Mm. Wow, wow. No, I, I love that. And as you said, like, there's just so much that you can explore, as you said, with your um uh, mortgage um advisors as well, or brokers, or financial advisors as well. Um, so, no, that's really, really good to hear. Um, just before I um, touch on, um, ask you to maybe go through any others that you've got up your sleeve, I am going to do what we normally do here and just give a massive shout out to where we're getting new listeners um, from. And on this occasion, we're going to give a shout out to an area called La Paz, which is the capital of Bolivia. Ooh, okay. Come on, come on. <laughs> Bolivia. I mean, yes. Yeah. I had a very good friend from Bolivia. Um, I haven't spoken to him in a long time, goodness. Um, so welcome to the Walk Finance Podcast. Uh, you are here with myself, Jax, and, and Peter, my co-host. On this uh, podcast, we talk about all things finance and all things finance related. I hope you're enjoying what you're hearing. I hope you're getting tons of value. Share with your friends, share with your family. Um, and if you want to know more about what we do on the Walk Finance Podcast. Um, in terms of what we actually do as a business, head over to our website as www.walkfinance.co.uk. It is a website we launched not too long ago. We're proud to have launched it. But join our mailing list so you can obviously hear more about what we're actually doing and get involved. Of course, you can also join us and you know get engaged with us on our socials as well. Uh, the main one that we use for now is Instagram. That's the Walk Finance team. Hit us on the DMs. Let us know some of the ideas that you have, um, things you want to talk about, topics you want us to discuss, all of that good stuff. Love it, love it, love it. Just been looking at some images of Bolivia and loving the mountains, man. Love it, love it, love it. But no, a massive shout out to you and our listeners all over the world. But Jax, man, before we let you go, is there any other final things you wanted to say in terms of what people can consider to potentially reduce their monthly expense, mortgage expenses? Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be ways, um, you know, you can obviously, like I said earlier, you can even pick up a chunk of cash and use it to uh, pay uh, a big chunk of your mortgage. Essentially, what you're trying to do is you are trying to reduce something called the LTV, the loan to value. So you're trying to uh, reduce the actual debt that you get from 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 the, from the lender. So there's always ways to do that. Um, of course, myself and Peter, we are not... Um, 
experts in, in, in mortgages. And so what we're doing here is we're giving you ideas and, and having a conversation about the different things you can you can obviously look at. But I would always encourage you to look at the first thing that I spoke about, which was actually getting in touch with a mortgage broker and a mortgage advisor. If you are someone who is looking to go onto the property ladder for the first time or someone who's due to be mortgage. Um, and one thing I would say as well, uh, just to uh, encourage young people that, or anyone trying to go on a property ladder, because there's a question I've had um, asked to me personally is, hey, interest rates are a bit unpredictable. They seem to be going up. Should I still begin on the property ladder? Uh, and my personal answer to that is, is uh, as long as you can afford it, yes. Uh, because, you know, the thing about mortgages is you can have shorter term mortgages. So interest rates might be high now. Um, you can, you know, fix for now. But remember, if interest rates drop, you can always remortgage and get a different type of mortgage as well. So always remember that. So don't let the high interest rates deter you as long as you can comfortably afford it. Love that, love that, love that, man. Now, Jax, thank you very much for that. And for our listeners, hopefully you got some useful tips as well that you can go away and explore and learn a bit more about as well, man. Um, Jax, as ever, always a pleasure. Let's catch up on the next episode. And to our listeners, remember all, stay woke.